Level the Pursuit is a podcast for people ready to make the most of every opportunity. In the race to success, we're not all starting from the same place. Level the Pursuit seeks to fill in the gaps and provide accessible, bite-sized leadership lessons for anyone looking to improve their skills and prepare for the next step, whatever that might be. Last week, we talked about belonging and connection. Did you get a chance to create a new connection over the last few days? Did you make someone feel included in your circle? If you did, that's wonderful. Great job. If you didn't, keep looking for opportunities. We can all make the people around us feel a little less alone if we choose to. Today, we're going to talk about building your professional network. Having a group of colleagues, teammates, and mentors that you can call on to help you to keep you on track is absolutely key in just about any field. The relationships we create can help us find opportunities, navigate challenges, and provide a sounding board so we don't feel so alone. A network may change over time, but you'll find taking the time to build a strong, diverse network will help you get ahead. This week, reach out to five people in your field. Start creating that core group now. The relationships you build today are the bridge to your career tomorrow. So what is a professional network? Well, It's a group of people whose knowledge you respect, who may or may not share one or more aspects of your professional life. Now that might sound a little vague, but it's kind of on purpose. I've told y'all I've had a ton of jobs, but I actually keep in loose touch with people from all of those times in my life. I respect and love many of them, so they may not have a ton of insight on my current job, but they understand life and being a professional, and they know my personality well enough to give me advice if I need it. Now, you might say, well, those are your friends, and yeah, some of them, but a lot of them were actually just work acquaintances, but we've kept in touch. It absolutely helps to have the bulk of your contacts in your field, and honestly, as you get more experienced, that kind of happens naturally, but knowing people with different points of view is actually super helpful when you're stuck on an issue. Sometimes, you just need a new set of eyes that you can trust. So how do you build a network? Well, it depends on your situation. If you're in school, Likely you'll start with your degree program and your social network. Your friends are a great group to build off of, and the people that are moving in generally the same professional direction will often be a good source of information. If you're working in your field, you're surrounded by potential network members. I say potential because not everyone you know is automatically a good fit. They don't need to have the same goals or ambition that you do, but they should be people you respect, both professionally and personally. And you should have a good enough relationship that you can be sure that they have your best interests at heart. So it can take a couple of strikes before you hit a home run. Now, I will say the type of information does matter. Obviously, you don't need to have a close relationship to ask for admin stuff like a point of contact or the address of the place. But if you're looking at how people function, the personalities, you kind of want that to be someone that you trust. You can also look at professional societies in your field. Many groups have candidate or student memberships while you're in training, And this can be a fantastic place to get your foot in the door. If they have annual meetings or webinars or local area get-togethers, try to attend. While many of these are pretty pricey, they will often have discounted student or candidate rates. Even if you can't join the organization yet, sometimes they will allow attendance at portions of their meetings, and this is still a great opportunity to meet people. If you can't attend, if they have an educational program, sometimes this is available afterwards, so I would totally recommend taking a look at that if you can. It's a great way to stay current on what the experts in your field think is important. If the price or schedule keeps you out of the meeting thing, I would strongly recommend making it a priority to try to go once. And there are two ways that you can look at doing this. 
There's something to be said for meeting people when you are very junior. So if you are super outgoing, a confident person who loves to meet people, go early and stay in touch with the people you meet. Keep in mind though, you should know a bit about your field and you're gonna be on the entire time because this is really like one long job interview. So if you end up being inadvertently rude or difficult or if you're clueless about your field, you've now shared that with all of your potential employers. So be prepared, think before you speak, and then go wow them with your greatness. On the other hand, if you're a little quieter or still uncomfortable conversing in your field, wait until you're ready to make a change. Before you graduate and enter the field, or if you're trying to get a different position, the contacts and exposure can be invaluable. So if you can, save up for one time and do it, but save it for right before you need the push. Another way is using continuing education or other classes offered for professional development in your area. Lifelong learning is key in most industries, so this is a win-win if you're also able to make some new contacts. But in the meantime, you're actually strengthening your resume and learning more about your field, so this is just a great thing all, way, all around. If these options don't work, and certainly with COVID right now it's a little bit difficult, an option you can try is staying online. Facebook, industry websites, and other platforms even like Reddit have forums and groups up for just about anything under the sun. So find a few and join them. You may have to spend a little time to make sure the group is a good fit for you, but try a few out and see what kind of content that they generate. You can learn a lot, not just about that industry, but also about the people that could someday be your coworkers. These groups are also great because you can find out about regional and national variations in your field, which can be super interesting, but also if you're looking to change locations, incredibly useful. And you can have contacts locally if you do get the job. Next, reach out to your friends. If you have friends who know others in your field, ask them to introduce you. You'll have the benefit of that initial screening via a mutual friend, so the chances of them being close to you in interests and values is a little bit higher. Now, if your mutual friend is also in your field, and depending on the friend, even if they're not, make sure you're transparent about reaching out, especially at first. People can be pretty particular about their relationships, and so you don't want to make your friend feel as though you're going behind their back or cutting them out. These things usually work themselves out pretty quickly, so just keep them in the loop as you get this new contact off the ground. Now that you've created a network, you have to maintain it. What this looks like for you will vary with your personality, the size of your network, and the individual relationships you have with each person. But in general, if people are part of your current career track, you want to try to touch base once or twice a year. You can send a text if you have that kind of relationship, or maybe just an email. If there's news in your field, you might want to send a note to see what they think. If you hear about positive changes in their lives, like promotions, successful projects, or cool changes, send them a note to congratulate them on their progress. LinkedIn even sends work anniversaries if you want a reason to connect. Next, you can use your own social media accounts to post articles, videos, or commentary that you want to share. If people respond, you can use that opportunity to have a discussion and connect, especially within your field. You can do the same when people in your network post interesting topics. Finally, you can use forums and discussion groups to engage with other people on concepts relevant to your field. It's surprising how much of a connection you can make by having a sincere conversation through a blog forum or a Facebook group. Remember though, if you're using this platform for professional networking, everything you post can be assumed to be part of your professional persona. I've mentioned social media discipline before, but it can be a really big deal. 
If you have strong political or philosophical beliefs that you wouldn't want to share with a potential coworker or employer before they get to know you, consider having a personal and professional account and keeping things separate, or maybe engaging with your professional contacts only through certain platforms. I've seen a ton of people have social media stuff blow up in their faces, and I'm not saying that's right, but please be careful. There was a recent paper from a vascular surgery program that looked at social media pages of their residents and classified posts as inappropriate based on criteria that the authors defined, which pretty narrowly targeted female surgeons. While the resulting backlash has been fierce, it was still another example of a standard applied arbitrarily and the people involved having to defend themselves. It spurred a ton of responses, including the hashtag medbikini, but I have no doubt that when it first happened and even after, it was incredibly uncomfortable for the residents that were singled out, and I don't want y'all to have to deal with that, so please be careful. So now you have a strong network, how do you use it? Well, you can reach out anytime you want, but do try to touch base in between times that you're asking for help. You don't wanna be someone who only reaches out when they need something. Sometimes to reach out are when you have questions about career progression, especially if you know someone who has done the same set of jobs that you have. When you have a problem or an issue at work and you're not sure what to do, and if they're in a similar situation or if it's completely different, they may have totally different perspectives on this. When you're struggling to find the balance between managing home and work life and you think they may have some insight, and certainly we all do this differently, so it's helpful to have tons of perspectives on this. When you're looking to change fields or locations, especially if this person or someone they know is in your new area, that is amazingly helpful information. When you have new members of your team and you want to get some insight to make sure that you can make them feel welcome and set them up for success, it's so helpful to know a little bit about them. And when you want to share successes and failures, theirs and yours. So if you have a setback or a huge win, reach out to discuss. If they have a setback, check in to make sure they're doing okay and are working through it. And if they have a big win, be a sincere cheerleader. Now, when others reach out, you have to respond. Being part of a network is reciprocal. So if you have something to gain from the relationship, you have to be willing to give as well. Answer your texts, answer your phone calls, answer your emails, keep an eye out for it. Now, if there are platforms that you don't check all the time, that's totally fine. But if you're gonna use them as part of your professional networking, you should set a schedule for when you're gonna check them and then do that consistently. And if it's a platform you just don't wanna use anymore, then be honest with that and share your new contact information. When people ask you for information, you need to be open to sharing it, whether it's positions, it's people, or it's opportunities. You have to tell them the truth. Now, if you're interested in a position yourself, be honest with them. You can both apply, you can both do your best, and let the chips fall where they may. But if they ask, don't give them bad information or refuse to give them information just because you're self-interested. Be honest with them, tell them you're also applying, and then give them the best information you can. If they ask you to put in a good word, be willing to speak on their behalf. If there's some reason you don't feel comfortable, say so. If the position isn't a good fit, or if you think the environment isn't compatible with how they are most effective, they deserve to know that. They might want to go somewhere else. It might not keep them from moving forward, but you should share your thoughts. So what are some pitfalls in using a professional network? Well, some people might have heard of the board of directors, and that's not the same thing. So when we talk about a board of directors, and there are other names for it, a council, these are close advisors in your personal and professional life. It might be mentors, your significant other, your parents or guardians. It's people in your life that coach you and guide you who really, really care about you. 
they are people that you go to it for advice and they are not necessarily directly related to your professional life, but they can be. When we talk about a professional network, we're really talking about a group for peer mentorship and support. You need them both, uh, but don't expect your peers to necessarily give you all the answers. That's not really the role they're supposed to play. There may be times that they do have quite a bit of the answers, but that shouldn't be the tenor of the relationship. Another pitfall is taking advantage of others or letting them take advantage of you. When you reach out, you have to respect if they say they can't help you, either because they don't have the information or they just don't have time. It's not up to you to decide what they can and can't do. But you have to be comfortable saying no if it's not a good time for you also. And again, you may have the information, it's just not a good time in your life to do it. So be honest with that and say, like, I'm happy to help you, but it can't be this week. Can we talk next week? If they can't, that's up to them. But you have to be able to feel honest and, and comfortable doing that. Additionally, there may be a situation when one side is doing more of the heavy lifting, and that's totally normal. It's not going to be even all the time. But the relationship shouldn't turn into one person always bailing the other out or doing all their legwork. This is meant to be advice and sharing, but it shouldn't be grunt work or secretarial work that you're doing for one another. That's not really how this works. Peer mentorship is discussion. It's a sharing of information and perspective. One person should not feel like they have to teach the other everything they know. Also, I mentioned you should be honest, but for sure, no talking smack about them or damaging chances to level up. If you think they're not a good fit, tell them. But if you think they're stupid, incompetent, have a bad attitude, or have ethical issues, honestly, they shouldn't be in your network, one. And two, you should not be giving them the impression that you're going to help them get a leg up. If they're your friend and want the boost, just say, I don't feel comfortable doing that. But don't go around talking trash. It's bad karma. It's dishonest. And it'll ultimately make you look bad in the long run because no one looks good saying ugly things. One pitfall you may or may not be able to control is not living up to your hype. Now, if you were honest with the person boosting you, then there's not much you can do about it. But be honest about your credentials, your interest, and your availability. If you're underqualified or not really interested, you're doing a disservice to your sponsor. They put their word on the line for you. So don't abuse that. If you pull out at the last minute, you change your mind, or you show up and your credentials are not current and correct, that's a, that's a pretty rough thing to do to somebody because this is their word. Now on the flip side of that, make sure you follow through on your own word. If you're going to get information or put in a good word with someone, actually do it. Clearly, we hope your friend is qualified without the help. But in competitive fields, that personal connection can go a really long way. So if you say you're going to do it, make the call. Finally, a huge pitfall is taking it personally if your connections don't do as you recommend. Don't. They need insight and perspective. But if they're intelligent, engaged people like you, they'll want to develop the answer that best fits for themselves. Now, when we feel strongly about something, we can become emotionally attached to our advice. But it's not your life. And if they don't do exactly what you say and then they fail, don't say I told you so. Just help them keep moving forward to the next step. Just as if you make the call and then they get the new job and they hate it, that is not your fault. If they make decisions with which you don't agree, don't get all wrapped around the axle about it. The point of network is connections, information sharing, and support. Don't let your ego ruin what could be a great professional relationship. Now, I've known people who are hesitant to reach out for a lot of reasons. They're embarrassed to need help. They don't want to impose. They're afraid that the question is outside the lanes of their network, or 
They want to get by on their talents rather than getting any help. Here's the thing. We all need help sometimes. All of us. Not all of us ask for it, and we end up bumbling through with far more pain and difficulty than it has to be. If you're not sure what's next, ask. If you're looking for advice on how to approach a subject, ask. If you think you know what to do, but you've never been in this spot before, ask. If you've been there a million times, but something feels off or weird or just different, ask. This is what happens when you ask. If the people are right for your network, they will do one of three things. They will help you. They will tell you that they are not the best person to help you, and they may have an idea of someone better to shout at. Or they will tell you that now is not a good time for them to help you. That's all. Now, you may have to experiment a little bit to find out who actually does belong in your network, but ultimately, those are the three acceptable responses. People have an amazing array of talents and interests. I'm sure you have tons of interests beyond your field or your job. So do they. So if it's someone you trust, ask them what they think. And even if they don't have the expertise, if they know you, they can help you work through the problem. A lot of times, you just need to talk it out so someone who listens is 90% of the solution. As far as wanting to get through on your own merits, I completely respect that. I felt the same way till, honestly, till a couple of years ago. The thing is, forget the idea that your competition is doing this and using every tool at their disposal, because you'll, you'll hear that, but that doesn't make you feel good about yourself. And then forget the fact that this practice is how groups in power stay in power. So if someone isn't bringing your name into the discussion, there are many fields where you have little chance of breaking in, because that is also really frustrating, and buying into that does not make you feel good about moving forward. The reason I advocate for allowing yourself to be sponsored when the chance is given is this. In almost every field, you are dealing with people. And beyond the applications and resumes, a personal connection is where someone tells this team, hey, this person is totally awesome and they will be a badass on your team. That is a powerful tool. If someone knows you and believes in you and is willing to say a word on your behalf, they are putting their own word on the line because they believe that you will be successful. And then when you get there, you work your butt off and you are. So I guess I don't believe in changing the standards or bending the rules for sure. But I absolutely think that making a human connection to distinguish you from everybody else so that this new opportunity can appreciate your greatness is ethically right. And it's just good business. This week, start your network or add to it. If you're just starting out, join a couple of online groups for your field or area of study. Reach out to someone you know in the field to touch base. Create a page on LinkedIn or the forum of your choice and start building your profile. If you already have a network, make sure your profiles are accurate and clean. Search yourself and make sure that other people are seeing accurate and concise information. Send a text or DM to five people you know in the field. Post an article or a video showing an interesting topic from your area of study and then see who reacts. There are so many ways to connect. Obviously, COVID is slowing us down a bit, but if you try, I know you can make it happen. That's been our discussion of building your professional network on Level the Pursuit. Thanks for joining, and I look forward to your comments. If you like the lessons on creating and using a professional network, please give it a like or subscribe. If you didn't, please comment with what I could do better. Next time, we'll cover recovering from setbacks. It would be great if we could just work hard and keep moving forward, but the fact is, most of us take as many steps backward as we do forward. 
how you choose to look at these setbacks and how you choose to recover can really dictate not only your success, but your mental well-being and self-esteem. We'll talk about ways to recover and keep moving forward so that even the bumps keep you on the road to your dreams. Don't forget to start building your network and head over to www.levelthepursuit.com to share your insights and your successes. I can't wait to learn from your thoughts. Thanks again for joining Level the Pursuit. While we can't choose where we start, we can choose our dreams and how we pursue them. Remember, success is a team sport and there's room for all of us to achieve our goals. So be a good leader, be a good follower, and do something great. Thank you.